Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast, episode 14. Man, it's been a while. Uh, this is your boy, Big Cheese. What's up, everybody? Kylie West is in the house back via Skype. So if it breaks up here and there, that that's the way it goes. We haven't talked in a while um, since episode 12, I believe. Uh, we did drop two episodes with the wonderful Farah uh, over in Kuwait. Shout out to Farah. Yeah, the vibe, doing big things over there. Uh, we wish you the best of success and all the big things you're doing over there for the hip-hop culture and, and uh, sticking it by with us here in the Crush A Lot world. I'm sure that we'll do big things together in the future, so shout out to you. Um, and shout out to all the listeners who've been listening to the show and giving us good feedback. Uh, as always, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. You can find us on social media, Twitter, um, Crush A Lot Podcast, Facebook, Snapchat, um, all that good stuff. Um, hit us up. Let us know what you think of the show. Love it, hate it. Um, indifferent, we love it all. Leave us a comment and five star rating over in the iTunes. That helps us a lot um, as well. So thank you for everyone who's been tuning in. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And if you're interested in coming on the show, you can always hit us up on our Twitter and all that good stuff. But you can also email us at questionlightpodcast at gmail.com. Callie, how are you? Cheese! <laughs> yeah. Um, good, busy, um, going through many emotions that human beings go through. Yeah, yeah. But good news is that I am working on a few commissions, so I've been painting a lot. I've been painting a whole bunch, and, and it's been good. And I'm also going to paint a mural in Puerto Rico, Boricain, uh, in April. So I'm really, really juiced. It's my first wall in PR, so I'm very excited. Really, really excited about Leaving that. Leaving your stamp on the world. Um, yeah, you know, so later it could be buffed out maybe. That's the part of street art and muralism. But Cali <laughs> West doing it big all over the place, international. Uh, so that's good to hear. Um, you know, the Crush A Lot podcast shows, we're getting bigger, we're getting more popular, and we'll have some things coming out for people in the future. But, you know, one of the things that I've been working on is the Crush A Lot radio show, which yes. I'm sure is not going to make our competitors very happy. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we will be doing that. We have some uh, good uh, creators out there and content providers that are going to be on the show. So we're going to be rolling that out. Um, we're going to have some spot shows at first, and then we'll have a 24-hour uh, radio coming out, you know, um, that uh, our boy Brooke Easton is going to be heading up. Uh, so we look forward to that. We're going to have... Brooke Easton! Brooke Easton, I know. The website <laughs> is coming along nicely. Uh, we're going to hopefully shoot some video production stuff soon and maybe some photos shoot people been asking how we look and and all that good stuff so we'll we'll get some stuff we're working on it it'll, it'll get there we got a big meeting next week um but yeah there's a lot going on lot just going know on. that we're moving we're moving we're moving there's yeah, a lot we can't move too big and grow too big we gotta no it's we, gradual yeah. no it's gradual deep steps yeah, and we're approaching one year, and I think we're at a good pace. So, you know, thanks for everybody who's been there from the beginning, and, you know, keep sharing and liking. But today is March 9th, and it's a very significant day in the hip-hop culture because this is the 20th year anniversary of uh, Biggie's, Biggie Small, the Notorious B.I.G.'s death. Baby, baby! Baby, baby, and it'll be a very foolish of us not to talk about that um, and what that means to us rest in peace big so where are you in terms of, of big and where was your your intro to big and how did you learn of big and what was like the first song you heard of big dude the first time uh biggie smalls came into my life is mainly and fully i have to give credit to tupac because as, as people know cali west is from California West Coast um, Los Angeles California and then so when I was really being all in love and crushy on Tupac uh, he talk about he talked so much mess about this one dude and this one dude's name was Biggie and I was like who's Biggie and I heard I heard Biggie stuff and Juicy was out um, and not and here's the thing not knowing that that the guy 
that had Juicy was the same dude that Tupac didn't like. So I was like, oh crap, you know, like this is crazy. Um, and so then I got, I, I started listening to, listening to Big, and then his song with Bone Thugs came out, and that's when I really was like, yo, dang it, it's so hard to hate him. Yes. And and it's so hard to hate big, especially if you from LA. And unlike you, Cheese, I was a little bit more open to Biggie Small as opposed to yo ass not liking Tupac. So I was just like, okay, let me give him a chance, blah blah. And and I was like, you know, this man is talented. My my ten, thirteen year old self would say, I'm like, man, it's crazy. He's not Tupac though. He's not Tupac. Um, but the older I got and the older I became and even as my like my ears matured I realized how important this man was and how a lot of the time I think he just defied a lot of of what hip-hop stood you know what I'm saying like when you think of a thug when you think of like a gangster you see this this image of of a one narrow kind of man and Biggie was not. He was this smooth, take your time. You can't walk fast because you're already big. Um, so he had to he had an own rhythm and pattern around his lifestyle um, because of where he came from. And so is Brooklyn. And it's crazy because when I was younger, I thought New York was just New York, but Brooklyn was New York because like the songs that most deaf used to write about. And I'm like, oh. Is Brooklyn New York? I would think the center would be Brooklyn. I didn't know it was Manhattan. Like, 10 years old from Los Angeles. And I was like, damn, all these fucking MCs are saying Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. And I was like, that, that has to be downtown. That has to be the center. <laughs> so my idea of New York, I think, was developed through Biggie a lot. Um, most. And, and these artists just coming from Brooklyn. So to say a fan... I am no, I'm not a fan of Biggie. Um, like, but but I but I know his work and I've listened to him and I do respect the man because dang, the man is talented and woo, he is up there. He's not my top five, you know, because I have my biases. Just like Cheese has his bias against. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but Biggie was so good to listen to. Like, I, I almost had to listen to him secretly because I liked him. I was like, man, his flow is so good, and and it was effortless. So I had to listen to him like by myself and in a hiding spot in a cave in Los Angeles. <laughs> so I, I'll admit that. I'll admit that it was a secret for me, but um. But the real story here, only because, cheese, uh, top five was Biggie. Um, you're a Brooklyn kid, native, born and raised Brooklyn. Um, how did you feel as a young man, as a hip hop head, growing up in Brooklyn, listening to this man who was you know, uh, cockeyed, large, but so smooth. Um, what did you feel? Like, how did you feel? That's my, my curiosity. I'm from the West Coast. <laughs> I don't have to it's, like him. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to avoid not liking Big if you're from Brooklyn because he's, he's the champion of Brooklyn. Right. Um, especially at that point in, in hip-hop, um, he just came in and was every bit... Brooklyn and his music and the way we express ourselves and how we are um, and just just talking about the small little village that is Brooklyn he was mm. very, very well uh, representing of a lot of us in hip hop um, mm. interesting though when I got put on to Big it was, you know it was hard to escape Juicy on the radio so that that you have that you, there's no escape in that in New York City it was exactly. at that time when that song came out it was played and not even radio. in LA yeah you could it was all over the place yeah um, so you knew it inside and out you weren't escaping it but I was more interested in in of course Wu Tang at that point and at that point Method Man was just as big as Big was or anybody else Method Man was um, the next big star in hip hop, and uh, Takal just dropped, and and then uh, Biggie 
was right around the corner with uh, Ready to Die. And what I what I gravitated in that album was the collaboration between Big and Meth. In the world. that's the reason I picked up the album. I didn't pick it up for Big. I pick it up for Meth. <laughs> that's what, yeah, because you know Method Man. But that makes sense. Yeah, it made sense for me. I'm a Wu head. Wu didn't do a lot of collaboration. They really tried to say in house, but Meth was always about collaborating with other people. Um, even that's how. I mean, low key, and not to, not to dog on Meth, but that's how he made it though. Yeah, <laughs> because right. his work is the best. His biggest songs were from working with other artists, and that was a part of the structure that the Wu had. So hearing Meth big on a primo beat is pretty magic. Um, but of course, you're gonna listen to Ready to Die and realize, wow, this is from beginning to end. It was just a classic punch to your face type of music very vivid storytelling was superb and it's the first time besides Slick Rick where I, I felt I was somewhere and this somewhere was familiar to me mm-hmm. uh, very familiar to me the way the, the slang the talk the delivery was very familiar very Brooklyn and I identified it with very well um, so I think well, what, we've, we've also spoke about like I, I, I'm I feel like um, all of his music kind of foreshadows his death because he was so ready for it almost because of how he grew up. So like him talking about facing death or like, yo, like I'm like, there was an interview that I saw and I forgot who interviewed it. Uh, I'm a little upset. Um, But he was just like, man, I can't even, I can't even believe that I reached to be 20, 21. So I was just like... It was and, real, and listening yeah. to that as a kid, I was like, you, what? why wouldn't you think that? Brooke, you know, Brooke, but he took it Brooke, out New York City at that time, Brooklyn at that time, was not a necessarily safe place to be at. Right. But yeah, poverty does some crazy things to people. We have some of the sweetest people, but poverty turns into a beast. And it's, it's when, yeah. you, when you grew up in a place with no resources like myself and a lot of other people, you do things that are outside of the norm, um, and then, then you enhance that, you glorify it, and you have a you know a, a combustible element. But I, that's where where Biggie came from, and that's where why his music resonated with so many people because it's this talent that's straight from the purest, purest, purest form of hip hop. This is why um, people gravitate to hip hop because it's, it's saved him and in a lot of ways it saved hip-hop at that time though there was a lot of artists it just the paradigm shift was immediate when that mm-hmm. album came out here's this large guy cockeyed not sexy by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> with, with not like me anyway I'm, I'm a stud muffin um and he you know but he's portrayed as a ladies man or right. and someone not to be trifled with and um very sophisticated and but also loyal also down for the good stuff i mean if you listen to his album you have mainstream songs and you have hardcore songs and he could do both he wasn't called soft or anything he wasn't no. you know being he wasn't being written about like yo he's making songs for the radio um he he that was a part of his style like you can have a good time with big and then you have a song like warning that's this very explicit um hitman type song you know so it, it just goes it shows his range but his storytelling and his articulation and and the words that he uses and the format was remarkable and ready to die was was so raw and so yeah and so pure that it was hard to not pay attention to which made you more excited for life after death and life after death is a lot more polished album Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a double CD, um, Bad Boy already had a good jigs of what to do, but it was just it's just another masterpiece. I mean, aside, aside, and then because I, I want to ask you because I think that in terms of big, I think you know his logistics yeah. and his in hip hop more than I do, only yeah. because I chose Tupac. <laughs> yeah, sure. And 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 so I would ask you, like, aside from. From his his music, of course, his music is so general and so broad. But like, what do you really think that Big 
how did Big contribute to hip hop in the 90s, uh, being the way he was, coming in as a new kid and murdering everybody? Like, what do you, what do you think? At Cheese, yeah, his think, biggest contribution. I think his biggest. He's a storyteller, right? A, a vivid. You are there when you're with him. Yeah. He breaks it down scene by scene. Yep. And he doesn't have to tell you everything. He tells you enough for you to get a picture of it. And his metaphors and his word structures and his wordplay just was at that time revolutionary. Aside from Nas, Nas was different in terms of his scientific approach to rhyming, where Biggie was a lot more forceful and at times graceful with his wordplay. Um, but what made him special was his voice. His voice was so unique mm-hmm. and so and so captivating. He could have had whack lyrics, but his his voice was yeah. so captivating. I don't I don't want to compare him to Jay Z, but Jay Z has a very unique voice too. It's very oh. yeah, but this is a low tone voice yeah it, it will kind of you can hear that it, it he, he doesn't have to scream or you know no. it's not dmx he's not like these other like or, or big l and i love big l but you know there's like some like extra effort um and then and then big has his real real smooth which is why i, I like like i liked him so much and I was like, damn, man, I have to listen to him by myself because I can't let my homies yeah, <laughs> hear it, me. It, yeah. I didn't have to, but it was it was undeniable, his talent and exactly. his voice. It just made him special. And on top of that, the way he carried and presented himself um, just felt genuine. And he just felt like a genuine person, the way he was before he blew up to the way he was before he died. just seemed like... That's who he was. I really do think when he said spread love is a Brooklyn way. Hey, that's the mantra right now for New York. Spread like, love, love is a Brooklyn. Brooklyn way. That came from Ooh, that re- But I do hey. think that he's a very kind soul. I think his music um, as a storyteller went all over the place. But I never got the sense and I get the sense that he, that people knew that wasn't who he was. He was just a storyteller. I think what they did see was this big, charismatic take care of people type of dude like that you know and that's really is Brooklyn in a lot of ways um and you know me well I could be very braggadocious but I'm also the most one of the most caring people you'll find you yeah you're one of the most loyal man I think I think there is a space and 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 this is me analyzing New York generally I live in the Bronx so I, I'm just studying folks, and I know they're studying me because I'm not from here. Um, but for the most part, every time I go to Brooklyn or Brooklyn natives that I meet, there is this like there's this real shell that has been made because of experience and just living in Brooklyn already is a huge signifier that you gotta be a little tough, you gotta be a little strong. Um, I'm a little on the softer side. Yes, I grew up with sunsets and sunrises and oceans. Um, but every time I meet a Brooklyn folk, there is this underlying like loyalty and real care. Like, are you okay? You good? Okay, let's keep it moving. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm 100% I was like, like okay. <laughs> so you have to keep up with that. Yeah, most, most Brooklyn people are like that. Um, yeah. We, we, could, we could be fist fighting in the corner. Yeah. And then if someone tried to step it, you know, we got this. We're good, we're good. We we squash it then and there. And I think that he has this old school appeal that I, I just really appreciate about him. And I think that, you know, a lot of people come out and celebrate him on the anniversary of the death because he was very much that kind of unifier. And in Brooklyn, we didn't have that. Mm. We, we didn't have that to that point where this is not only do we have someone that represents us, we have the best MC on the planet. Period. Okay. So even okay. So then going on to my next question, because right now, right now, and and you know we always do live, we always do freestyle. I always feel like, or right now, I'm feeling like I'm kind of interviewing you a little bit. Um, but where were you? Where were you? When you heard the news that Big died and he passed and transitioned, and, and how did that make you feel? 
Yeah, I, uh, I was I'm 100% sure that I this is when I was more active in watching um, television and MTV was my main source of news. You remember, news Me too. Came out, MTV, news MTV, came out MTV too, dude. MTV, MTV too. <laughs> and then the little white boy came out, breaking news, you know, big died. Yeah. Um, he got he got shot. Um, yeah, that's how I learned it. And, I, you know, when I, I just... It's not like I can look on Twitter or social media the way I do now. And I, you know, I've been encouraging you to get on Twitter for just how instant the news is. Yeah. Um, because I always get to know things a little quicker than you do in general. Um, but I do think news is different back then. So just watching a show and then you have this breaking news, MTV, and, um, you know, Big died. I kind of just sat there and um, I was not surprised. Um, not because of Biggie looking for it but more because the the venomous nature that hip hop had at that point and especially the exploitation of media um, and how they use East and West Coast Park and Big to really divide us and really just create storylines to sell things mm. um, and so you know even at a young age when that happened if so this happened 20 years ago I was 16 years old, mm -hmm. right? Put my age out there. I was 16 years old, and I, even then I knew this was this was not the norm. This should have something that should have never happened. I felt this was the same way when when Pop got shot and when the first time he got shot. I was like, this is not the norm. Right. This is not. I I didn't see how this was good for anybody, but I did think that it was an extension of what is poisonous in hip-hop music and that's just the male ego is a s fragile thing just a fragile thing and and well masculinity was tested oh sure especially the, in the second round then i think it changed a lot when Pac started mentioning sleeping with faith evans and it just took a nasty turn and i think that those those certain lines were crossed for the sake of showmanship and one-upsmanship that you you don't come back from. You just, it's just really hard to come back from. There is those that. lines that Tupac just didn't give two Fs about. You know, Tupac's experience um, kind of and, and how passionate he was. I think Big in that respect was more considerate than Pac was. Um, I never... I. Someone out there, if I say something that's incorrect, please hit me up on Twitter and all that good stuff. But listen, I don't remember anything coming out of Big's mouth. Every, maybe everybody else. Well, well, it was. I think what I, from what I remember and what I've like read and and, and researched, it was it was a it was a like a foul encounter between uh, Pac and Big in the studio when they were both in there and. Pop got shot for the first time, and then he and he released Big because he was leaving that same building that Big was recording in, and they Correct. just finished saying like "What's up to each other," um, and there was already some kind of like I don't know what miscommunication, and you know, Shug Shug Knight is just like I can't stand that man, but um, after that, there was that kind of uh, yeah, and then like literally the next day or the day after that, who shot you came out. Exactly. Exa yeah. Who shot? Which was, which, oh, was, which was Diddy <laughs> trying to milk things. Diddy is so horrible. Oh, I'm, Diddy got Pac killed. Let's be honest here. He probably got I, Big I, killed too. No, that's what I believe. I believe that. You know who knows the truth? J Lo. <laughs> J-Lo gotta know the truth. J-Lo knows all about uh, Puff's secrets. I'll let you know when she starts dating me. I think she's up to ours. All the ours. No, and Faith. Faith knows everything. Yeah. So, but you she's know, so diplomatic. Now, my thing with Big is he's dope. But just as a... I felt he's a great storyteller, great voice. Two classic albums. Um, I think 
he is the one that put Bad Boy on the map, not Diddy, not the Locks, not Craig Mack, nobody else. Big was a special individual, and, yeah. and so was Pac. I mean, so was Pac. I mean, I have my biases and stuff like that, but I don't, you know, Pac was very important, and um, I think they both got caught up in their own shit, and they both didn't handle themselves well. Um, the whole camp did it, and I think people, I think people have learned things from it. Um, I do think that, but, you know, in the 20th year, um, I can only think of the amount of content, music, battles, and where the hip-hop culture would be if those young cats would be here, because um, they would crush people. Yeah, but, but, as, but as enlightened and as ahead of their uh, hip-hop knowledge that they were, they still had to face their own male egos. And in places like Brooklyn and in places like Los Angeles and Oakland, males, brown men, the biggest and the strongest thing that they have is their pride. And I can't even knock both of them. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they they died at war and not with themselves, like not with each other, but with the entire planet, the industry, things that they had to face. Um, as two successful black men coming up, dealing with all of the stuff that was going on in the 90s. Mind you, 90s is post-Reganomics. There was a lot of things that were happening post-like drug wars and gang violence. Like these men were, were superior in the kind of history that the U.S. was going through. Um, like... I can't like I can't even believe like they they were knowledgeable enough to take in all this information and still create beautiful work and art artists at the most like these were for me um, Biggie was a revolutionary artist Tupac was a revolutionary artist because they had to face a lot of things that a lot of artists now don't have to face and mind you we are living in Trump times but they're still but they still got it good. Big and Tupac didn't start off that way. And so I, I think our, our hip-hop practitioners are coming from a generation that are very spoiled also. And, and, and the issues that they face, although as valid, are not the same. And that's when I have to acknowledge like these men that just like really died uh, living through their art and the love for hip-hop. So I'm like, yo, big, you, I'm, you're not in my top five, but damn it, I had to listen to you by myself when I was growing up because I was ashamed and I was embarrassed. And I was like, I can't, you know, like, but that's how deep it was that I had to listen to him. Um, and I couldn't enjoy him as much as I wanted yeah. with him. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't listening to Tupac for nothing. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. See? Uh, I ain't happened till I got into my 30s. Till I got Word. over it. Word. <laughs> <laughs> it's real for Brooklyn folks. It's like People can say, but Brooklyn folks, uh, it's uh, harder to get Tupac in that list for Brooklyn folks. And I could be wrong on that. But for me, I can't do it. Um, So, you know. Of Shout out to Big and everyone there. That's uh, Biggie Small. You know what's great is that you can listen to that music right now and and just and just really still get so much and um, you know that whole Bad Boy crew, Primo, they did some great stuff for Big, so it's a very Thank special you. album. So yeah. you know Brooklyn Strong and all that good stuff. Um, but you know one of the biggest things that made. Uh, big and it took it to even the next level and even hip hop to the next level was having that battle with Tupac and what's crazy is that it wasn't even like a lyrical battle like a, this song here or this song there like you know like LL or Cannabis Jay Z and Nas I it never got to that it was always personal into a different it just felt different and obviously it ended very tragically that leads to two thoughts one I love Big, but I ain't gonna buy no Faith Evan Big collaboration <laughs> album. Talk about exploitation. Um, I, I ain't so rolling stupid. that. I, can't I ain't stand. rolling with that. Nah, nah, it's <laughs> insulting. Yo, Faith Evan, if you don't got no money, I know an after school program that hires. Right, you can go. Go work $18 an hour and teach people how to sing. But don't, <laughs> but don't be taking 
the same verses from previous albums everyone knows and put a new song on it and say it's a new song that that you're just recycling nah yo i thought you had some i heard like a few songs from me i'm like this is basura this is garbage every you ain't getting my mother I take. no nope. that's no no that's, no. no diddy made mad money off that song he made that so crooks. much people that didn't crooks. even know who sting was my until dude that song why <laughs> is puffy dancing to a slow song why is he dancing to a slow song? Anybody? Was, he was like j- doing this like jive funk little dance. I remember. No. Remember? <laughs> I, I remember and I'm not trying to remember. <laughs> right? Oh, it was the cutest thing though. It was really He cool. He made J-Lo go crazy too. Let's be honest. Oh, God. He made J-Lo go crazy. Anyway, that goes back. We never got that like rap battle like bars for bars. One, one I think... Big would have killed him anyway, because I don't think that's Tupac's strength. Uh, Tupac is, is a different type of rapper. I don't think he's a battle rapper. He, I think he would have got smoked. Um, but I, you know, the big thing is right now is Remy, Remy Ma <gasps> versus, <laughs> versus Nikki, even though Nikki. It's not even a versus. Anything. I don't consider it a versus anymore. It's not. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything that's going on. I, am, <laughs> I don't um, either. <laughs> I am not like someone. I am not someone who follows Nikki. I can acknowledge that she is a, a superstar just in terms of her personality. I think she has a unique voice. I think she's very creative. I think she has style. But her music is not for me and I don't care for it. I tried. I tried with the first album. Pink Friday. I tried. Well, you I know, tried, this, but I, that's as far as thing. I got. I still have not heard a full Nicki album. I've only heard little songs little here songs and there. there. I like her in features. I, lo- I mostly and, like her in features. And this is yeah. Album. And this is the thing. Like, there's certain songs that I'm just like, yes, I will play this. Like her and Beyonce, and I'm like, yep. You know me. I, I like me some Beyonce. Um, but I love me some Beyonce. <laughs> the show knows that. Oh, she's about to have twins, boo. You gotta you gotta let that go. Um, but well, she likes a guy that looks like a camel. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Yo, stop it, stop. Um, but uh, I heard I heard the seven minutes. Uh, I heard I heard the seven minutes twice. I, I, I don't. Sound, sounds like a bad prom day. I, you know, like every everyone, and which is really funny to me because everyone's like, "Yo, Remy went in, blah blah blah." But I think to call it sheether is an insult to ether. First of all, but you just fucking wrapped over a Nasby. Okay, sure. Um, but it's nowhere near the Jay-Z and Nas battle. No. That's, that's first. Second, I think mediocre listeners are, are, are hyping up what, what Remy did. Look, Remy, you're amazing. I like you more than Nikki. I think you are one of the most warrior women in hip hop like you so raw I'm I would be scared of you you would crush me um but people are hyping up this entire thing only because the target is Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj is the popular icon right now um but for it to be this like crazy targeted vert she just said facts um or not, I don't know, about Nikki. And so now people questioning her lifestyle or whatever you have whatever you have it. Um I don't know. I I don't I didn't think it was like really crazy and when I yeah, I, I, there was so much buzz. What, Fat Joe? I haven't even heard that. I don't want to. There's so much buzz around it, seven minutes, whatever. One the beat is whack. If you don't like what I said, you don't need to listen <laughs> to the show. Go find another show that caters to okay. your Opinion, but you ain't gonna be smart that way. You're just gonna be a knucklehead. I'm letting you know now that beat is trash. <laughs> it's trash. If you don't got it in your budget to get a dope beat, then don't be putting out no. No, but I think she was work. smart the way she came. Like, of course, that. I understand what she was doing. I understand what she was doing. 
I prefer to hear a different beat. I don't like so I'm just talking I about think that song wise. Would been better for me. I just I just as a, just as a song. I'm just talking about song. I'm not saying anything as a song. I I just not vibing with the beat. Now the content. You could say she killed her. Fine. You could say that. You could say she's a great rapper because she is. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's incredible. She's so good at putting the last two words to rhyme. Fantastic. Yo! That's fine. <laughs> We're going to well, lose listeners today. <laughs> you can do it. No, what she saying was cut deep. But that doesn't mean she delivered it in a way that was captivating. I think it's so a, too. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that That's her, what I'm... it doesn't mean that she created this great song. It doesn't mean that she it's showed you how versatile she was. She just said these lines that were low blows at her and that's what you're reacting to. And I am not gonna fall for it. What I want in my battles is my bars are better than your bars and I'm a better rapper than you because I could take these bars and, and, and spin a better track than you. What she did was go after Nikki for whatever, for whatever spite she thinks she needed to do or she wanted to just take the crown. That's good. You got the crown, boo. You got it. You also got a lot of baby fat on those thighs. You got to do a little running. Oh, but whatever. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Remy. But as just as a structure and a song, I'm like, all right, after the four minutes and stuff and hearing line after line, it just, I didn't need to hear it again. It, it's not, I can hear ether all the time. It was a it was a structured in a way that showed off Nas's intelligence and sophistication in the wordplay, and that's what was missing for me. Was it a great opening shot? You're damn right it was. Was it the knockout shot? Nope. No. Was it something that we're going to be talking about? We'll talk about it because you know the content that was in the lyrics, but I, I, there was nothing creative about it. I think I, you know what, she's like I, I couldn't agree more. I, I listened to it and and I wasn't even like bobbing my head. Like I just I, I didn't no. feel it. But I, 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 I was like, okay, this woman did her research. She knows where to hit yeah, hard. She, she could Google, yeah. Oh, she knows where to hit hard. She, she said some pretty foul, low things. Okay, sure. Creatively and artistically, I don't think she went there at all to me. Like I wouldn't nope. purchase this thing. It's not even a song. Uh, I um, to her her voice is it. very like her flow still needs help to me. Um, I think when when she was younger, like she had this this demeanor about her, and I, I mean, of course, she's been through it. She's been to jail. She's a family woman. Like a lot of these factors, and not that they slow her down, because I only compare that to freaking Beyonce. That her thing has only bumped her up. Um, but Remy, in terms of like everything that she delivered, I was, I, I was, I was a little bored. It was boring. That's right? what I mean. It was boring. It was boring. Right? Was Just because you have an action movie that has a lot of action doesn't mean it's a good movie. Yeah, like that's how I felt. I was like, it, it was boring. No, it was boring. Yeah, we'll and see that. I can't. It's a good first shot. We'll see if Brett. We'll see if Nikki comes I back. I, I, I don't think so. It's already a long time. Like I don't she think does, she wants it. She's probably gonna do something within like a real like her next single. She's getting ready to do her next album. Well, it'll be a business move. She's not gonna put it out. She'll she'll release an album. She'll have it in the album. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so yeah. I, you know, it is what it is. I don't think. I don't know. It was just like this isn't a rap battle. <laughs> There's no battle if no one shows up. All the time, I'm like this isn't it. God, relax, media. You yeah, getting shit. Every everybody got everybody got too too happy with this and overblown it. It was it was it was trash. It was trash. It was. It, it was trash. The whole thing was stupid. The whole thing was trash. <laughs> the whole thing. Um, it was a. It was a surprise. It was nice to talk about about over the weekend. But how many of you heard that song, that diss track, and decided to buy the Fat Joe Remy Ma album? How many? Any show of hands? 
Oh, she's such a good rapper. I must listen to that album that no one's buying. Raise hand. Zero. 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 Any? I'll wait. Hold up. I'll wait. <laughs> let, the, let the dead air flow for a second. That's how I felt. Nobody. Nobody. No. Well, the minute, the minute. I'm sorry, because I'm a I'm a pun fan. The minute that she's gonna collaborate with Fat Joe, this egotistical capitalizing on puns death person i can't even no yes i have my biases i don't like fat joe fat joe can lose more weight and look like a raisin i don't care i don't like him he so the, the minute that remy ma did i was like nah remy do your own album what stop it hey uh yeah i mean there's always to measure it i don't need to look at numbers and stats i'm just saying did that this, did that song did that diss track cement her as the best MC because I don't see the body of work from Remy to tell me she's the best female MC does she have a miseducation Lauryn Hill type album no does she have anything close to did anything you, Nicki did you ever just produced? say miseducation no. of Lauryn Hill I don't know why people say Remy's the best when Lauryn's the best <laughs> Who, who, who are we talking about here? Look at you. I'm just saying, what are we talking about? Wow. She said something about someone. So you could come at me, hey, cheese, you're, <laughs> you're balding and you got a pipa. That don't mean you said anything. It's ridiculous. It's stupid, you sheeple. She's not. I don't think she is. I think no, she's but the, the people no, but who are listen, listening in listen, are sheeple. Listen, because I think she is... She is a beautiful, courageous warrior of a woman, and she got a good man with her. And oh, and I, Papoose, I think is great. Papoose, I don't have a problem with Remy. I, no, I don't like, care that she did it. I don't care if she plans to get it. I don't care. I don't care. No, it's the people who prompt her as the no. She's, she's the best. not the best. She's not. No, but she has a potential. Every person to be in hip. This is what we need to get used to. Every person in hip hop. Is always gonna crown themselves, and that's always been like that. Don't crown yourself. We'll crown you, you sucker. That's the first one. <laughs> but that's every battle, right? Right? Everybody, yo, I'm the best, yo. Why is it in the male side of the male side of hip hop? There's so many. There's so much room for you to be a great artist as a male hip hopper, but but a female hip hopper, they can only be one. They can never be more than one. L Boogie. Well, listen, she needs to show up on time and did a lot of other things, but no one, no other She's female. She's a queen. MC. She can do whatever she, she wants. She, well, no, well, she ain't getting my money that way. She no. got my money, and I only had to wait one hour. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Because she is the queen. And she has a really, really good, amazing jazz opening band. When I was an amazing band. And because her fans, I'm assuming like I'm her fan. I'm a music lover. I appreciate music and live instrumentation. She chose such a great musically in tune band that I was like, yo, y'all could play for two hours. I right, don't well, mind. That, well, there, there's my point. Lauren is a hip-hop artist, and she evolved. She's past hip-hop at that at this point. Oh, no. Know? Her music is rooted in hip-hop, and it came from hip-hop, but she's bigger than she's bigger than that. Nicki and all those cats will never get there. No, no. They, they're not going No, to. Nicki's not. No. Like, all of the... Like, Nicki, for me, is still a chump. She's just... She 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 does have this flow and her, she uses her voice very well. I can't I can't knock her on that because she has some songs. She has the ability even, to be the best. Even even uh what was it that Kanye and Jay Z song and she monster. had a her monster like when she came out on that I was like I'm a monster. I was like what? And she animated her flow. So good that I was even on that. I was on that track. I'm like, yeah, but that's my thing. Jay Z right now. Remy and Nicki have the uh, ability to be the best right now and for a long time. But Nicki's issue is that she doesn't want to be the best. She wants to make money. She wants to appeal to a broader audience. So her hip hop will never get to the place where it needs to be consistently. To be considered that. I know she had the crown by default. 
There was no one else out there. By default, she got that. Now Remy's back in the picture, and and she had a flex. I get it, but Remy has not released an album. Neither, neither has Nicki. From bottom, from the beginning to the end, that makes me think that this is a timeless record that needs to be put on on a pedestal like you would Ready to Die, like we just talked with Biggie. He just released two. How do you just have two albums and still be considered one of the best? These guys aren't in there. And you don't have anything close to miseducation, right? So my thing is, you could be the best. I want it, I'm going to hear it in the album from beginning to end. That's how I'm going to rate who's the best. And if I'm going to have to pick between one of the two right now, I'm not voting on potential. I'm not voting on your star power in there. I'll go with Nikki over Remy. She's more versatile. She, she, I think she could deliver a wide range of emotions. Her a couple of albums are very sincere albums in terms of, of some, you know, abortions and miscarriages and things like that. So she does have the ability to be introspective. I think she has the ability to create great songs with great structures. I, but in terms of a hip hop, straight hip hop, she hasn't done that, and maybe that's not what she is, and that's fine. If, if it's straight hip hop, is Remy. If it's straight, if it's straight hip hop, it's Remy. But, it, but I think you'll have a better chance to get a timeless record from Nicki. Yeah, timeless is Nicki. Straight hip hop is Remy. So the correct. These two are have their own path, and somehow the intersection of them is gotten the kind like it's and the most ambiguous part because that, that intersection is kind of determining what's going on. What the males do in hip hop is okay, but in the female side of it, there can only be one. And what I'm saying, there's room for both. There's room for both. I can have my hardcore rep. If you can have Daisy and Nas, you can have Nicki and. And then if Nicki wants to go do this Euro pop crap, whatever she does, just go ahead. She ain't gonna win me that way. What she needs to do is shrink that shit down. Twelve songs. Stop catering to the mainstream. And stop wearing Stupid ass wigs. My God. Just stop it and get in there. Find a studio in New York and get down to business. Get. get I don't. Stop this nonsense. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. There's a lot of stop that we want to tell Nikki, but she just needs to. Re like her next stop album, it. whenever it comes out, I just. And uh, hopefully soon because she's spoken about it. I just. Stop I it. hope she goes back to her Queens. Yeah. To make a queen's roots, you know, Listen, her this battle is she, rap. You know what she, this is what she needs to do. Her sound is so tinkered too much by cash money that it's all catered to, you know, the bigger audience. Dump, 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 dump. You sit down and you work with, you, 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 you work with Q-Tip. You sit down and you work with Q-Tip. I'm going to say it again. You work with Q-Tip, let him executive produce your album. Wow. Wow. Because he will challenge you. He will challenge you. He will challenge you to really get back to who you were because you lost your way. Sit there. Don't listen to no Birdman or none of that crap. I don't want no features with Drake. I don't want is you, Q-Tip, and equipment. That's it. 12 songs. Wow. That's what I want from Nikki. That's what I want from Nikki. And I think that, that you know, she's a Queens girl. Queens girl. If you want to sit there with Nas too, get some large professor tracks, really yeah, go in there. Get large stuff in there. That's what I'm saying. You know, get Q-Tip to produce some stuff. See if you can dig up some great Jay Dilla beats. See if you can dig up um, um, large professor. Uh, and now, like, I think she needs to go back to Queens. Keep it Queens. Keep it Queens. I think so, too. I think that's what she needs to... Because I think it's... This is the thing. And I'm not going to knock experimentation of the artist. Let that girl experiment. But if she doesn't acknowledge the roots... It's like me painting all of these different styles. But if I, I don't paint my roots from time to time, I'm seeing... As something outside of myself. And I don't want that part of myself to, to be dismissed. So I, I need I need Nikki to go back to Queens and figure some shit out. And stop wearing these stupid hideous wigs. And, 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 and get your bamboo earrings on and do this. Because I'm so, tired of it. 
So if someone knows Nikki, make sure you retweet her this all the time. Straight from the Crush A Lot podcast group. But that booty got that booty, though. That booty. Anyway, saying that, uh, thank you for listening to the show. Um, check us out on all social media, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, um, Stitcher Radio, um, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. If you want to be in the show, Crush A Lot podcast at gmail.com. Uh, keep it head up. Head up, eyes out for um, Crush A Lot Radio coming out pretty soon. Uh, we're probably going to do some two-hour stuff uh, probably this weekend if you're listening to it. Um, we're going to try to do one show a week for now until we get all the creators on, on board. Um, if you want to be a part of that, crushalotgmail.com. Shout out to um, Julie over in Cali. Hey, what's up, um, Julie? Julie will be back on soon. Uh, shout out to Farah out in Kuwait. Check What's out the vibe every Wednesday, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. here, Eastern Standard Time. Start download the iOS uh, FM 888. Yeah. Just listen to it live. Uh, that's great. Uh, shout out to Will over in the Hip Hop uh, Review Crew. We have a special show that I'm going to do with them reviewing show Baraka, the narrative. On the 14th, other- right? Yeah, uh, well, we're going to interview uh, Show Baraka on the 15th of April, but the Hip Hop Review Podcast, uh, there are some super two cool guys. You should definitely check them out on their podcast, but uh, we're doing a collabo uh, with them um, where we'll be reviewing Show Baraka track by track. Yes. And, sh- um, and, and shout out to um, the Art Culture Collective and the Arte o Muerte who are a, a, a collective of artists, and I'm included in that, that do art all over New York and in Puerto Rico. Um, I am not Boricua by any means. I am Central American, but it's really, really dope to collaborate with my fellow Caribbean brothers and sisters, so shout out to that. She love, she love Boricua men, though. Say that, <laughs> fuck you, Postmates. I do. <laughs> fuck Postmates. <laughs> hey. Peace. Peace.